Hey guys, it's Simon. This is Brussling Unlimited. As we are here on Friday, and it's the wrestling wrap up. We're a little late because if you guys didn't see, I did an interview this morning with Brady Booker, the former Brody, the Brody Hayward. I said his name wrong earlier today. I said Brody Hayward. It's Bodie Hayward. You know, he calls everybody his Brodies. That kind of confused me when he's like, hey, Brody. And I'm like, oh, Brody. Okay. And then we're all good. If you guys haven't seen it, I do have an interview up on the channel right now with Brady Booker, the former Brody, Bodie Hayward of NXT. Talked about a number of different things. We talked about how he got his WWE tryout by Googling how to try out for WWE. Talked about his connection with the crowd in the NXT as far as the performance in a crowd does go. We talked about... His release, of course, and the rumors of, you know, them saying he wasn't progressing, but the heat that may be on him and this and that. And he kind of gave his opinions and his side of the whole, he was late to shows. He didn't show up to things kind of deal. He gave his side of that. So it was good that he was able to speak on that as well. And we talked about a number of other things like Chase U and so forth. If you have not seen it yet, go check it out right on the right over on the PW Unlimited channel, PW Unlimited on YouTube, my interview with Brady Booker. But we're talking about news now. We're talking about a number of different things as we have one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight news stories. We're also going to do crown jewel predictions. So technically, there's nine news stories, but one goes in with the crown jewel stuff. So I'm going to call it eight stories altogether that we're going to talk about today. From if Steve Austin is going to work another match in WWE. A name in NXT that could get called up soon. That's going to get the big star treatment like Kevin Owens did when he got called up. Nick Khan got a new deal. There's an injury in WWE and so much more. And I want to say thank you. If you are watching live right here at twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. I also want to say thank you if you're watching or listening later. Whether that's youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio. And so much more. If you are watching live on Twitch, well then you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below. Or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. And it doesn't just have to be your Amazon Prime account. It could be anybody's Amazon Prime account, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, anybody, dog walker. Your milkman, if you got one of them. Your mailman. The guy that changed your oil at Walmart last week. Anybody. Just go, hey, you got Amazon Prime? You do. Well, can I use it? Link it to my Twitch. And then I can help support cool creators and get free things. And if you do want to help a cool creator, right here. PW Unlimited. So let me move this camera down a little bit. It's bugging me. I got so much headroom on this. There we go. There we go. But remember, if you are watching later on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well by hitting the join button down below to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access non-news videos, and so much more. Also remember to head over to the Epic Game Store. 
head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse, use our code right here, PWUnlimited, at checkout for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases, and you will be directly supporting us without having to pay anything extra. Whether you're getting an old game like Grand Theft Auto V, whether you're getting a new game like Sifu that came out earlier this year, or Elden Ring, or you're claiming one of the free games that doesn't even cost you anything, use our code. Put in the code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D at checkout, and you will be helping us out. Heck, you on Fortnite? You on Fortnite? Getting the new Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, or Princess Leia skins? Well, go to the bottom of the Fortnite store on your PlayStation, Xbox, and a Switch PC and put in the code, ladies and gentlemen. It only takes a couple of seconds, and then you're supporting us, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. But as far as our news stories do go today, I'm going to jump into the first one right here. And it all has to do with Stone Cold Steve Austin as Gimme Sports and Wrestle Votes for the following. One of the most shocking stories of the year, Austin had his first match since 2003 at WrestleMania this year, closing night one against Kevin Owens. Fans automatically assumed that this would be the end of Stone Cold's career, but that doesn't seem to be the case. According to Wrestle Votes, they state the following. I know that he had a wonderful time doing it this year in Dallas. He was happy. He was elated. Let's say that the performance of the match, everything went so well, and people loved it so much. So I know he was thrilled to post Mania, and I'd say he was open to doing it again. WrestleVotes did explain that they hadn't heard that Austin will be involved at WrestleMania this year or next year or that he'll wrestle again, just that the feeling is he'd be open to it. Now, after this report and article or post, whatever you want to call it, did go up on the Give Me Sport website, WrestleVotes did send out a tweet that I'm going to pull up right here on the screen that did state the following and then slight bit of an update, I guess you can say. I'll follow up on this. Source believes Austin would definitely listen to any proposal for this year's mania. Me, nor the rest of the world, knows what his answer would, would be, however. So, it looks like Austin could be intrigued, I guess you could say, to work another match. You saw the Kevin Owens match this year. It was awesome. Very, very cool. Him and Kevin Owens fought in the... It started off as a Kevin Owens show segment. Then they fought in the crowd. And then they fought back in the ring. And Pat McAfee got involved. And Austin Theory got stunned. And no, 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 no. I take that back. That was the second night. The Austin Theory, Pat McAfee stuff. That was the second night. But as far as the first night does go, that match with Austin and Kevin Owens was awesome. Like, Austin looked great. Austin looked awesome. Austin looked amazing. Austin, I wouldn't say Austin looked like he didn't miss a beat because you know they kept that match very simple i guess you can call it but austin did look good for someone that hasn't wrestled an actual wrestling match since 2003 his last match was wrestlemania last official match he's done like stuff where he's come in and stunned people and had 
faux fake matches, whatever you want to call them. I mean, he did the stuff with Derek Bischoff in 2004. So, for that to be his first match in legit 19 years, because if you think next year would be 20 years since his last match when he took on Rock at WrestleMania 19. So, yeah. Well, 19 years to not have a match. But if if they have the right plan, if they have the right idea, if they have the right story and opponent, which Kevin Owens was the perfect opponent because you always hear how safe Kevin Owens is, how reliable Kevin Owens is, how much people trust Kevin Owens in the ring. I mean, that's why Kevin Owens was the one allowed to headbutt Vince McMahon and bust him open because they trusted Owens so much to allow him to do that. And nobody gets to touch Vince. I mean, before Kevin Owens headbutted him, the last person that did anything to Vince, I want to say was John Cena. And you could correct me if I'm wrong on this. It was 2011, Money in the Bank, the CM Punk match. Didn't Vince come down and Cena punch him? I could be thinking of that wrong. Maybe I was thinking Laurinaitis got punched. Maybe they both got punched. Correct me in the chat or the comments below. I know someone got punched. Whether that was Vince or Johnny Ace. But Boston was to work another match. Now the big thing is, who would the opponent be, though? You've already done Kevin Owens. Who else could go in there and work with Steve Austin? I mean, Sami Zayn, if you keep him a heel. But as soon as he's done a bloodline, he's transferring to a babyface and going to be probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest babyface in all of professional wrestling, even though he already is now. Like, oh boy, Sami Zayn. We'll talk about him a little bit later. But... Oh, yep, yep, yep. WWE clips in the in the YouTube, Twitch chat. Correct. He said AJ Styles punched him too on SmackDown Live. I remember that now that you say it. I had forgotten about that. But now that you say it, I do remember it. They were like in a hallway or whatever. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you for that one. But as far as the, I mean, AJ wouldn't be a bad opponent for Steve Austin. AJ is somebody you can go in there and trust to be super safe. They had, they trusted him with Undertaker, yet that was a cinematic match, even though the match wasn't supposed to be cinematic. So, just thinking, who could be an opponent for Austin? Now, that's a tough one. Mr. Banks in the chat says, Roman won WrestleMania 19. Imagine that this, if Roman versus if Rock versus Roman happens at Mania, then Austin costs Rock the match. I see where you're coming from, but then where do you go from there? Austin versus The Rock again? And where? SummerSlam? Saudi? Mania the following year? I get what you're saying, and that wouldn't be a horrible idea, but then A, where does it go? And B... Austin's the heel in that case, and I don't see that getting received well. I mean, Austin said it before. I never liked working heel as far as, what's the word I'm looking for? The Alliance stuff went. <laughs> he says, I know it's a crazy idea. Uh, some are saying Austin in theory. Maybe. Mm, I don't know how great of a match that would be, though. Austin theory. So... I honestly don't don't think theory. Maybe Sammy. 
Maybe Seth. Turn Cody heel Cody. A lot of opportunities. There's a lot of names you will not. There's a handful of names you can think of. And so we'll, we're all spitballing and speculating right now like it's going to happen. But we don't even know. All we know is that he would be interested in hearing WWE out. Listening to what they have to say. But no one's saying, oh, he'll definitely do it. But as we go to story number two. Story number two also comes from Gimme Sports and Wrestle Votes. As it looks like one NXT superstar could be getting the big time treatment when they come to the main roster. Similar to how Kevin Owens was when he came up from NXT. Excuse me, how, how he was when he came up from NXT as WWE's chief content officer, Triple H, really likes NXT's Grayson Waller. And it is now, and we now know some info on how much he really likes him. And I'm, I'm going to say it myself. I didn't like Grayson Waller when he first debuted on NXT. And I'm like, oh, well, this is stupid. This is dumb. I don't like him. And then I quickly realized, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not supposed to like him for sure. But he's doing a good job in making sure I and the other fans don't like him. He's doing a good job of being that shitty heel in the right way. Uh, Game Sports does right. In fact, the game is so high on Waller that there could be a, quote, Kevin Owens-like main roster debut set for him in the future. The 32-year-old, during his limited career thus far, has impressed fans with his heel work, which saw him have Johnny Gargano's final NXT match. Now, what is planned for Grayson Waller? Kevin Owens was brought to the main roster in 2015 as the NXT champion and immediately started a feud with John Cena. Plus, being exclusively to Gimme Sport, Russell Votes stated the following on an Owens-esque debut for Grayson Waller, stating, quote, WWE really likes Grayson Waller and really sees him, sees something in him. He may stay down in NXT just so something, just so they could figure out just so they can try to figure out something big for him, like Kevin Owens coming in and beating John Cena. They like him a lot. So that's one guy that they're going to try to do something serious with. The feeling is that Waller may stay down in NXT for some time still, but only while Triple H comes up with an idea for a big debut. And I think he would be somebody that can pull it off. If you have him come in and face, and we don't have that John Cena guy anymore other than Roman Reigns, and I doubt he'd beat Roman Reigns. If anybody down there is going to be able to do something like that, I think it could be Grayson Waller. No offense to anybody else down there, but I think he is the most rounded out. Him and Braun Breaker are the most rounded out superstars they have in NXT as far as full spectrum performers. From on the mic to in the ring to backstage stuff on camera and all that. You got Braun Breaker, who's the top babyface. You've got Grayson Waller, who's the top heel, or the best heel. I don't know if they would call him top heel. I don't know exactly who's the top heel in NXT right now. But I think if anybody's going to get this big push, I think he would be one that could benefit from it, of course, but that could also do it well. Again, as we saw Kevin Owens do in NXT, or in 2015, coming from NXT to the main roster as the NXT champion, challenging John Cena when he was doing his U.S. Open challenges. So I can really see Grayson Waller doing a great job with this. 
But as we move on to story number three, speaking of people coming to the main roster, how about people coming back to WWE? According to a new report from a Fightful, they do report that WWE is interested in bringing back yet another female wrestler who was released during the pandemic. Now, recently, Fightful did state that WWE is interested in bringing back Chelsea Green, and today, they wrote the following. Fightful has learned that WWE has interest in bringing Mia Yim back to the company. Yim was released by WWE in November of 2021 after a run on WWE Raw as Reckoning and being swapped between brands without appearing anywhere. Yim actually didn't wrestle any matches for 15 months while being parked by WWE and having her non-compete run out. Yim spent five months this year with Impact Wrestling before wrapping up with the company after their set of Bound for Glory tapings. We're told that WWE was aware that her agreement with Impact was coming up and had interest in anticipation of it. We haven't learned of a potential start date, but she's expected to be brought back soon. So this is something, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to happen tonight. Tonight's episode of SmackDown was filmed last week, so it's not happening tonight. But this is something that seems pretty spot on. She's been talking positively about WWE recently. She told a story about how she worked a match with, I want to say it was EO and Kaylee, I think it was. And how Triple H made a point to come up to her and call her a badass after that match. She's like, that meant a lot to me. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to come up to me and say all that stuff. So... She's been talking glowingly. She's been talking up and positively about the company recently. So I think it is only a matter of time before Mia Yim does return to WWE. And she's an asset to any woman's roster. Any woman's division would be lucky to have a Mia Yim with the experience she has, with how good she is. And when she's allowed to just be Mia Yim and not reckoning under the mask for freaking, what, what was their name? Oh, Retribution. When you just let her be herself, like she was in NXT, the head baddie in charge, she's great. She's awesome. One of the better ones right now in the world. It's just the fact of, give her the opportunity. Give her the TV time. Give her the ring time. And let her show you and the fans what we already know. She's not just the head baddie in charge because that's a cool nickname, but because she's one of the best female wrestlers in the world today, right now. So I'm interested in this. I would love to see Mia Yim come back to WWE. And then I know what you're going to ask. What about her husband, Keith Lee? Well, you ever heard of a contract? She's under contract to AEW. Because when this news broke earlier from Fightful, I had a couple people message me and go, well, if she comes to WWE, does that mean her husband's going to come to WWE? Maybe, but not anytime soon. Because he's under contract to AEW. Excuse me. But speaking of contracts, it looks like one WWE chairman, I guess you could see, or should I call him a co-chairman, has signed a new deal with WWE per Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter. Meltzer stated that WWE co-CEO Nick Khan signed a new WWE contract last month for a lucrative, lucrative amount. Meltzer writes, quote, Nick Khan signed a new contract on October 19th through August 5th, 2025. His base salary will be $1,350,000 per year, as well as annual target bonuses for another 
$2,160,000, as well as stock grants for $3,575,000 per year. Khan has gotten $15 million in stock when, it's, when he first signed with WWE two years ago. Nick Khan making good money with WWE. Over the next couple of years, he's going to make roughly, let's do the math here. I can't do that in my head. So calculator time, 135 is 0, 16000375000. So he's going to make, with bonuses and stocks and all that, almost $6 million a year. And that's three years. So 23 to 24. 24, no, that's only for two years. He signed a two-year deal then. If it's, no, three-year, 22 to 23, 23 to 24, 24 to 25, which is roughly 17 and million, I want to say, for those three years. If he gets all the targeted bonuses and the stock grants don't, you know, the stock don't dive dip, actually more if the stock goes up. So, yeah, this man's making buku bucks with WWE. He's sticking around for the long term, at least three more years. And I would assume that means three more years of him as co-CEO with Stephanie McMahon in WWE. So, congratulations to Nick Khan on getting that fatty, fatty new check, new contract. We'll see where it leads to. We'll see if he comes up with any new ideas. We know one of his ideas busted out already as far as day one does go. Nick Khan really wanted that day one event to be something big. And it's already not happening. They did it this year, 2022, 2023. It's not happening. It's no boy, no. As we move forward, we got to talk about somebody else has been in WWE for a long time. Nick Khan, not really been around for a long time, but our truth has. And unfortunately, our truth suffered an injury this week on NXT. We have an update on that. We didn't see this week on NXT. Our truth was taking on Grayson Waller and went for a flip dive but really didn't get much on that dive. He did the flip over the top rope and then kind of just came down and crashed right next to the apron. Grayson Waller didn't catch him, which I don't want to put really any blame on Grayson Waller for that, though, because Waller was in a good spot. Truth just didn't get any distance on the dive. He kind of just, like, rolled over the top rope and in doing so, landed on his left leg. He grabbed the knee at first, but it sounds like and maybe more than that, as Dave Meltzer today in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter wrote the following. This wasn't confirmed at press time, but the belief was that he tore his quad, he as in truth, which is a very serious injury that could keep him out for a long time. Now, our truth is 50 years old. we 51 in January. And when you're that old, you're not recovering like these younger kids in their 20s and early 30s. You're not a spring chicken no more. So when you say torn quad, ooh, that's nine months or so. That's a long time out. And so hopefully it's not a fully torn quad. Hopefully maybe it's a partial or maybe it's even something else. But truth is injured. May have suffered a very serious injury and will continue to follow this story very, very closely to see exactly where it all does go and what happens with truth and if and when he can come back. If something happens where they're like, nope, you're not wrestling anymore. This injury's too bad. You're too old to recover from it and this and that. He could still do comedy things on TV and be on TV. So 
there's options for our truth. Hopefully he just gets over the injury. He's back on TV and he's stealing Booker T's moves again, like Booker T said recently. But one wrestler that doesn't look like they're coming back, that used to wrestle for WWE, that used to be in NXT, is Tyler Breeze. As Bull Breezy, Matt with the hat, as they like to call him, might be retired, according to his close and possibly best friend, Sean Spears. As Sean Spears spoke about Tyler Breeze on the recent inter- in a recent interview with Renee Paquette on the sessions, as he stated the following. Breeze still works out. He's still in shape. There will be times... We'll hop in the ring and have 20, 25 minutes. We just did that a couple of weeks ago with the guns. Just at the school to get some cardio in. He can still go. He still does everything. But I say to him, hey man, getting ready for a second run? He goes, nah, retired. I don't know. That's the true answer. But I see the excitement sometimes when he hops in. He's done very well for himself. He's a very smart guy. But I think it still creeps in every now and then. And I only know that because of how passionate he is when he teaches. So if he can't, if he didn't care, he'd be a little more relaxed. It's just a matter of timing or the right opportunity to present itself. I hope that he's not done because he still has a lot to offer. Just an incredible coach, good human, good human being, and a benefit to this industry. Now, Tyler Breeze, or, yeah, Tyler Breeze will we'll go with, recently did announce when he was on the bump that he's going to be doing a guest coach thing at the Performance Center coming up. So we'll see that. He's still involved in WWE with Up, Up, Down, Down. Him and Tyler Breeze, or him and Xavier Woods, he is Tyler Breeze, him and Xavier Woods do their Battle of the Brands show on um, the Up, Up, Down, Down YouTube channel. So he's still involved. He's still coaching at Flatbacks, the school that he owns with, Sean Spears down there in Florida. So we'll see where it all does go, but hopefully he does come back one day. I always thought that. How do I phrase this? I guess I'll just say it. He was always underappreciated and underutilized. I always thought that he could have been so much more, whether that was in NXT or even on WWE's main roster. I mean, they brought in Liger and who, who faced Liger? He did. He did. They don't do stuff like that often, and he got that opportunity because they saw something in him. But then when you look at it, though, like, yes, he was a top guy at points during his NXT career. There was a time when Pac was the champion, the former Neville, and it was like him and Sammy and uh, Tyson Kidd, TJ Wilson, all vying for that belt and fighting for it, and no one could beat Pac until Sammy finally beat Pac, but... You know, it was great then. And it was just a lot of, like, start and stops with him as well. Then they did the fashion police stuff, and that got over. But it was like, oh, yeah, he's going to do this forever and never be a champion or anything. I mean, yes, him and Fandango were NXT Tag Team Champions one time during their second run in NXT. But then it's just like, mm. and I know he was a Florida heavyweight champion for FCW. Him and Roman Reigns were FCW Tag Team Champions together when Roman Reigns was known as Leaky or Leaky, I think is what the name was. It's like, there's been times where they've seen potential in him and then he gets pulled back and he's just, oh, that's the comedy guy. That's the fashion police guy. That's the goofball. So I'll just say it. I think that, honestly, 
he is always underappreciated and underutilized. I really, really do believe that. But as we get off the WWE news train here, we're going to jump into some AEW news. We're going to talk about one of the newest acquisitions in that company, old Double J, Jeff Jarrett, J-E-double-F, J-A-double-R-E-double-T, Jeff Jarrett. As we know that Jeff Jarrett is all elite. Jeff Jarrett surprised the world this past week when he debuted on Dynamite, attacked Darby Allin, and raged, waged war on the AEW locker room. We then learned that Jeff Jarrett ain't just a character on TV. He's got an office job. Basically, the same office job he had backstage with WWE, booking buildings. And so now we got a little more info from Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, as he stated. Behind the scenes... Jarrett's role is both to help AEW when it comes to international business as well as possibly house shows. Right now, there are no definitive plans for AEW to do house shows, but a lot of wrestlers on the roster would like to wrestle more and have expressed interest in them. So honestly, that's probably the bigger story to come out of this is that wrestlers are pushing for AEW to do house shows and Jeff Jarrett would be the one to set all that up. Okay, well, we're going to work on a Saturday. I need to get a venue. Where are we going to go? We're going to go Mobile, Alabama. What's the venue in Mobile, Alabama? I'll book it. I'll get everything set. Tell me who's wrestling, you know? So, and that's what Jeff Jarrett was doing for WWE. He was the one basically in charge of getting the live events scheduled together. And when they would say, okay, we're going to come through here, through here, through here, talk to the buildings, talk to the venues, get everything together. What do they need? What do they want? What do they agree to? Road Dogg's now in that spot in WWE, but that was Jarrett's role in WWE as of earlier this year, and now it's just basically the same thing for AEW, but he's also working when it comes to international business, which is a good thing because we know that he's got a lot of contacts, especially in like Saudi Arabia and the Middle East and whatnot, India, and he got a lot of good big TV deals. Well, I don't know if you could say big, but big good TV deals for Impact and TNA back in the day like with Sony 6 and whatnot. So he knows a lot of people out there that could help benefit with AEW internationally, at least in the Middle East. But the big the big thing, though, coming out of this is not, oh, this is Jarrett's role. It's house shows. Wrestlers want to work more. We've heard the Young Bucks say it in interviews. We thought once AEW started and we were working less, our bodies would feel better. But no, they actually don't. The Young Bucks have stated that less time in the ring actually makes bumps hurt worse. When you're working three, four matches a week or just working multiple matches or, you know, multiple nights a week. When you say you got a loop of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you're taking bumps in all those matches, then your body's used to the bumps. Your body's, well, how do they, they said at one time hardened to the bumps, I think is the word they used once. And so... The next bump is going to hurt less because, oh, I've, my body's already hurting anyways. Not, And that's not the right way to say it, but they've said it as far as like when your body heals up and you haven't taken a bump in a week, sometimes they don't work two, three weeks, and then you take that next bump. You go, oh, man, I really feel that because you hadn't taken a bump in two, three weeks. But if you're out there three, four times a week taking bumps in matches, big bumps, little bumps, whatever bumps, 
then your body's getting used to it. Your body's fine with it. The more bumps, the better sometimes. But it's that, and we see wrestlers in AEW just need more practice, just need more ring time. And what's the only way they can do it now? Work indies? There's people that they won't work, lit work indies. I mean, perfect example is Private Party. Private Party's really good. What we always see is they have slight little things that if they're working more, they can work on those slight little things. And so if they're working house shows, even if it's just one extra show a week, that's great. That's phenomenal. That's more ring time for people like a Britt Baker, who's even said before she would like to work a little bit more, but doesn't want to go do a full indie schedule or whatever. You can get guys out there. Like, I mean, you don't have to... You don't have to have Moxley on every house show, but you can have him on like every other. Say you're doing Wednesday Dynamite and a Saturday night or a Sunday night or whatever. You're doing Wednesday, Friday, Saturday or something. I don't know. Then it's extra time people can get in the ring to work on things. Because in WWE, a lot of times their house show matches are, oh, well, these two people are in a program. They've got a pay-per-view match coming up. They want to try a spot or two before they get it on the pay-per-view in front of the live crowd or in front of a television crowd. So let's see how it gets over here. Let's see how this works here. And it's like, I'll give the greatest example we can give. The Brawling Brutes. Heels on SmackDown. But for some reason, we're getting babyface reactions at the house shows. And that, in turn, shifted everything and turned them into babyfaces on SmackDown. There wasn't a plan to turn them into baby faces as far as I'm concerned, as far as I've heard. I asked about it. Because when I went to the house show, last month, I want to say it was, yes, last month, biggest baby face pop on the show probably, them and Braun Strowman. Well, Strowman because he's new, but Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch, one of the biggest baby face pop on the show. And I'm like, so are they turned? Are they going to be baby faces? And I was led with, the reactions at the house show have led to them becoming baby faces. It wasn't the plan, but the reaction at the house shows led to it. And so if AEW's got house shows, they can see how different fan bases from different areas are reacting to different things in different wrestlers. Hence, okay, this wrestler's not really getting over with this gimmick or this wrestler's not really getting over with this move. The fans aren't reacting well to that move. You tested it out in front of three or four different live event crowds. Don't do it no more. Or yes, do this. Or don't do that. That's another thing that house shows are very crucial for. Working on stuff before you bring it to television. So we'll see if anything does come of that. AEW possibly doing house shows as talent wants it. And where Jeff Jarrett fits in with all of that. We're keeping on the AEW train. Next story we have is about Colt Cabana and his match this past week. With Chris Jericho. We saw Chris Jericho laid out an open challenge to any former champion in AEW history. Now came Boom Boom Colt Cabana. Many started asking questions as to why Cabana was the choice here, and Dave Meltzer explained the following in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter. Whatever it was, it was Tony Khan's idea. We were told that this was more than just lock was more for just the locker room than anything else. That Having Cabana on the show and given a possible spotlight after months of being ostracized for reasons that had nothing to do with him was a dressing room morale booster since he had many friends there. So it does seem like Cole Cabana's return was kind of a service to the locker room saying, hey, we know you like this guy. 
We're going to use this guy. Look at how well we're going to push him. As far as not push him strong, but push him in this match. Because he got a lot of good offense in on Chris Jericho. But it still just leads to the point of, oh, they only did it now that Punk is gone. Like, yes, you could say we did it to boost morale in the locker room. We did it because people have been asking, where's Cabana, where's Cabana, where's Cabana? But it's just, uh, they still only did it once Punk is gone. Again, solidifying Punk is gone. Well, that I don't like. But, I mean, what, what really? I don't even know what to say. I get it. People want to spin things in certain ways to not make it as obvious. But Dave, come on. Even you got to know that this was, oh, Punk's gone, so we can now use Cabana. And we're going to use Cabana as a screw you to Punk. Look, this guy's still here. You're not. So I, I believe that that could have been some sort of a morale booster, but I don't believe that's the only reason. I don't at all believe that's the reason. Oh, we wanted to do something nice for the locker room. So Colt Cabana got a spotlight match on the show. Why didn't Cole Cabana get a spotlight match three weeks ago, three weeks, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, six weeks ago, a month ago, two months ago? Oh, because Punk was there. As we move forward, we got some notes regarding WWE Crown Jewel, and then we're going to jump into our predictions. As far as who is and not, who is and who is not at Crown Jewel, well, we learned this morning, Jake Paul is at Crown Jewel, and will be in the corner of his brother, Logan Paul, tomorrow when he faces Roman Reigns. Jake Paul did come out at the press conference this morning in Saudi Arabia, and I love the way they did this, because Logan was like, oh yeah, you got a bloodline, I got a bloodline too, brought out Jake. Roman then gets pissed off, like Roman's mad, looks at Heyman, you know he was coming, you know he was here, what the hell's going on, the, you want one guy, let me bring out my bloodline, and out comes Solo Sokoa and the Usos, no Sammy, crowd then starts chanting, we want Sammy, we want Sammy, and throughout this interaction, I guess you can call it, during the press conference with Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. The crowd was getting behind Logan, going, ah, Logan Paul! Logan Paul! Logan Paul! And it was pissing off Roman. So when they chanted, and this was phenomenal by Roman, when they chanted, we want Roman, or we want Sammy, we want Sammy, Roman then grabbed the mic and goes, the way you've reacted today, you don't deserve Sammy. I Loved that. That's him going off the cuff, being one of the better improv guys in WWE and in wrestling. But when they're chanting, we want Sammy. And he just tells them, the way you were reacting today, you don't deserve Sammy. A, solidifies how much over Sammy Zayn is right now in WWE. And how big of a deal to the bloodline Sammy Zayn actually is. Also, we did learn that MVP is not there. MVP did not come out with Omos this morning. And according to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, MVP is not in Saudi Arabia. Johnson does state, though, that Drew Gulak is in Saudi Arabia. And this is a little bit of a shock to me. He states that Gulak has actually been working in the ring with Logan Paul ahead of his match with Roman Reigns. So, Drew Gulak been helping train Logan Paul a little bit. We saw on social media, Logan Paul was... Having some fun before the press conference. He went to like Riyadh season and did a bunch of their carnival games. He went out to dinner. He flew in just today. Like if you look at his uh, Snapchat, I think it was. He was posting a bunch of stuff on there. 
and um, give me one second. I get reply to a message. And so, like, he flew in just this morning or last night, whatever you want to call it. I don't know the exact times, but and then he went and hung out with friends and family in Riyadh. Then he did some Riyadh season stuff, did some media stuff. Then they did the press conference this morning, which is actually really cool, and it hyped me up. I even got even just the slightest, a little bit, kind of like. Braun Strowman and Omos when they did the weigh-ins of Omos weighed 415, 16 pounds. Braun was like 330-something. So, cool. But as far as Crown Jewel does go, I'm going to give you my predictions really quick for that show. It's coming up tomorrow on the WWE Network and Peacock here in the United States is the WWE Crown Jewel Premium Live Event. We have eight matches officially announced for the card, with four of those being title matches. I'm going to run down the card, give you my predictions, and see who I think could walk out victorious. And then tomorrow when we do the review, we'll see how right I actually was. First off, we got Braun Strowman against Omos. It's the Nigerian Giant against the Monster Among Monsters. And I'm going to say Braun. Braun Strowman picks up the victory. Next up, we got Brock Lesnar. Against Bobby Lashley. The Beast Incarnate. Against the Almighty. And I would love to see Bobby pick up the win. And then push that momentum to something big. But I just don't see it happening unfortunately. As much as I want Bobby to beat Brock. I think Brock comes out victorious. Moving forward in a six man tag team match. It's the Judgment Day. Finn Balor, Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio. Taking on the OC. AJ Styles, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. And I'm going to say this is actually the toughest match for me to predict. I'm going to say the OC picks up the victory. As we move forward, we got a steel cage match where it's Drew McIntyre against Karrion Cross. Cross did win at Extreme Rules. So that's why I'm going to say Drew wins this time in Crown Jewel. Cage match goes to McIntyre. Their first of four title matches with the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships on the line. The new champions, Alexa Bliss and Asuka, will be defending their titles against Damage Control, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. Now, they could do the flip-flop thing and put the titles right back on Damage Control, but that's not what I think they're going to do. I think Bliss and Asuka keep those titles for just even just a little bit. I doubt they drop them less than a week after winning them. Moving forward with the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships on the line. It's the Usos against the Brawling Brutes, Ridge Holland and Butch. And it's pretty obvious. It's the Usos. Brawling Brutes, they're great. They're fantastic. But they ain't winning the tag titles. Nope, Usos successfully retain. Next up with the Raw Women's Championship on the line in a last woman standing match, it's Bianca Belair against Bayley. I'm going to say Bianca retains the belt. Bianca defeats Bayley. And finally, with the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship on the line, is Roman Reigns defending against Logan Paul. Now, if they want mega media coverage, they go Logan Paul. Like, that would get picked up by everybody in the world. But it's not going to happen. Roman's going to retain. Roman's going to smash him. He's going to stack him, and he's going to pin him. He's going to remain the head of the table. So... I think Roman Reigns walks out victorious, remains the WWE 
Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Champion. And there we go. Those are my predictions, ladies and gentlemen, for tomorrow's WWE Crown Jewel Premium Live event. Remember, we will be live following that show as well, running down everything that happens in Riyadh. But with that, guys, that's going to do it. That's going to wrap up the wrap-up. Tonight is Friday Night SmackDown. Four things, three things, three matches. have. I mean, we got spoilers because the show was filmed last week. But as far as what's not been spoiled, three things have been announced for the show. The IC title will be on the line when Gunther defends against Rey Mysterio. There's a no-DQ match as Liv Morgan will take on Sonya Deville. And Ricochet will go one-on-one -on -one with L.A. Knight. So with that, guys, that's everything I got for you today on this Friday, November 4th. We'll be live again tonight for Friday Night SmackDown. And also, don't forget my interview with Brady Booker, the former Bodie Hayward, is up right now on the PW Unlimited YouTube channel for you guys to check out. Talk about a number of things like him Googling how to get his WWE tryout, basically. His connection with the NXT fan base and the crowd there at the Performance Center. His reaction to some of the rumors going around of why he was released and so much more. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great rest of your weekend. I'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.